all the K things. Speaking of, I had a corn dog yesterday. It was great. But the, oh, a Korean corn dog. A Korean corn dog. It was, oh, it was, was it good? So good. Oh, so good. It had moths and sugar. It was. It was just like me, a little savory, a little sweet, all chunky. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome back to another episode of Drama Tea, where we sip on our tea and spill it about the shows that leave us wanting more. I'm talking about everything drama, from Korean to Taiwanese and everything in between. It's your girl, Nikki, and Merry New Year. This is our first podcast of 2022, and because of that, I've decided to make it special and invite my best friend back for another round. Please welcome Kira to the drama couch. (laughs) Hi. Thank you for having me. I know. It's been so long. You were in my second episode. I know. How many have you had since then? Uh, one. <laughs> no way. Yeah. I've okay, we're a work in progress. We're going to get there. Right. Yeah. 2022 new resolutions, and one of them is to be proactive with this podcast. Yes, this so year you'll have at least why, six. Right. <laughs> <laughs> that's why we are sticking with what we discussed and what we promised and that we were to record together, and that's why I have you here. Wonderful. Yeah, but before we get into the saucy sauce of it all um what have you been watching at the beginning of this wonderful new year okay i want you to promise me no judgment okay um uh, yeah (laughs) (laughs) okay because it's a show that i have mentioned that i love but hate and i i do i love and hate it not love to hate it but maybe hate to love it and it's w Oh my goodness. That's hilarious because I just finished W. Did you? (laughs) Yeah. And I also hate and love it. Yes. Yeah. I mean, I get, you know, sometimes I get where I'm like this feeling where I really want to rewatch a show because I want to revisit the feeling that it gave me. Mm -hmm. And I was feeling that with W and then I started watching and I was like, oh my gosh, I totally forgot how much I actually like hated some of this but it's, it's, I it's still weird love it. it's weird because i liked aspects of it i love yeah. the the acting and the chemistry between the characters yes. but plot line it's a fucking shit show oh <laughs> my gosh <laughs> isn't it fire. Like, honestly like it's like trying to connect the dots okay you know when he's <laughs> when he's like there's no logical connection and you're like Yes, there's not. There's no <laughs> logical connection. There's How no logical connection. Nice. There's no logical beginning, middle, and end. Yeah. And exactly. it made it made me really angry. I, I I believe when I got midway, I started hate watching it. Yeah, I, I, like, I get to that point, but then I'm like watching, and I'm like, I love you. I love all of right. you. Right, like the kissing and the and the sweetness, and I'm just like, ah, oh, this is great. Yes, but no, it's funny how we're both. Well, you're still watching, and but you had watched it before. This was I my have, first yeah. watch. Yeah, this see, no, I I think I've watched it like one and a half times before. So, yeah. <laughs> I mean, those shows. It I there are so many that you sit and want to rewatch, and then you're like, but do I want to go through that again? <laughs> yeah, like you know, I think, and that's kind of what we're going to talk about today. So I won't get too deep into it, but sometimes it it's the feeling, right? The, yeah. The attachment. So the attachment. Yeah. Um, but that's a good that was that was actually my first 
uh, finished show of 2022. But congratulations, right? My but my current watching show, which I'm obsessed with, which the other night I stayed up till 4 a.m. watching, (laughs) is Our Beloved Summer on Netflix. I want to watch it. Oh, it's so good. Talk about feelings. Talk about angst. It's (sighs) it's legit. My favorite. And it's funny too. Um, I think today episode 13 air, um posted so after this i will probably be ready to catch up yeah i promised like, myself i wouldn't i would not watch anything that i was going to sit and go when's the next one but i think i've got to oh it's hard it's hard it's hard uh waiting weekly which again will lead into what we're t- going to talk about in a bit mm-hmm. but that so we are watching good things in 2022. Hopefully that will predict how the rest of this year goes. Yes. Yes. But so. for today's topic, we are going to get into something that people think about, I'm pretty sure, but no one really talks about. And that is the formula, quote unquote. Yes. Because um, there's one. Yeah. When you think about it, it's kind of a subconscious thought process when you're thinking of the formula. Yeah. But it feels so, when you say it in those terms, it feels very manufactured. It does. Yeah. Like it's like it's scientific when, and I guess in a way it is, but. The biggest question, I guess, is what is the K-drama formula? Oh, you know, I was actually really, really thinking on this. And I think that it depends on the genre, right? Because there are different sorts of K-dramas when we look at it as a whole. But for somebody like me who watches more of the romantic end of things, then that that has its own formula where, you know, it is that feel-good feeling. Even when things are going wrong, everything in the show can be going wrong. You still feel good. You are in your feelings. You are crying. And this show still feels good to you. So it's why. Why is that? And it's, I think it is character setup. Mm-hmm. Number one, it is scenery. Because if you, if you notice, notice the cinematography oh, is, yeah. I mean, it's brilliant. It's like you are watching art. Right. And art with feeling. Yeah. And I think the main thing is that it's supposed to make you feel. And I do think that that is kind of universal in um, Korean television. Like, I think that you are supposed to feel things and um, where, you know, for us, when I watch a show here, I don't always have that. Um, I think that feeling you're talking about versus the the Korean versus the Western kind of feeling, Uh I think the word we're looking for is relatability. Yeah. Either either with the characters themselves or the situations or the environment. Yes. I mean, uh, we see a lot of things in romantic comedies. There's usually either the ugly duck- duckling or the poor girl or the poor guy and, or just not the rich and famous and pretty. Yes. And for some, for us who live a very normal, regular run-of-the-mill life that is something we can relate to and that we can grab on to oh absolutely and that's yes and that's part of the formula too right I mean because these people they're 
they're relatable, but they're not like us, but they're something is always relatable. Like something about them is so, um, for example, I just watched, I just finished the show work later, drink now. Mm -hmm. And it's about these three early 30 year old women who are friends. They drink a lot and they are trying to find their way in life, either through their careers, mostly through their careers or their love languages and things like that. I found, I was really, I grabbed on to a few of them in different aspects. One, I too am in my early thirties, well, mid thirties now, um, trying to <laughs> figure to out, club. right, <laughs> trying to figure out this adulthood, and I, I gra- I gravitated towards that. And then there were another character who was dealing with loss and grief. I realized ever since. I started watching gay dramas. They really love to kill off parents. Mm-hmm, they <laughs> I do. Hate, they do. Yeah. I hate it now, but it's still something I can relate to. Yes. And, you know, someone having a crush for the first time. Yeah. Is, an, is another feeling. Well, you know? it, yes. And I'm glad you, I'm glad you said that, that, you know, you're still navigating life. And I think that is something that they get right where it does not matter what age these people are. They're still navigating life. They still haven't gotten it all figured out. And I think that that's so important because we are pushed right in life to have it all figured out by this age. We're supposed to be married and have babies and have a career that, you know, and I think that it's so important to note that most of the time in K dramas, these characters do not have it figured out. They're still searching for something. They're still looking for something. Nothing is absolutely 100% perfect. And if it is, it's normally the person that you hate. (laughs) Right. So Um, I I do think that's a thing. I think, um, I think you're right. It's whereas in Western shows or even in our, our culture in general, we are programmed to be like, okay, high school, college. Yeah once you're done with college, you go straight into the workforce. Okay. You're supposed to juggle work and marriage and all these things. You're supposed to be established by 30. These people in these shows are not that. And when they are trying to do that, it's the same sort of struggles that we have now, not meeting society standards because granted in a lot of K dramas, you have those Ajumas who are like, Where's your husband? Mm-hmm. Where's, where's your baby? Go get married. And, you know, that's a little different culturally from what we're used to. Yeah. But it mirrors the things in Western shows that we see. That we see. And I think in Western shows, you know, they are telling us what it, what perfection is. And I think that they can breed a lot of insecurity mm-hmm. and where in Korean dramas, the only thing that you're probably going to get insecure about is how thin the female lead is and how perfect she is. And right. how you much know, rice they eat. Yeah, and they exactly. <laughs> exactly. So, you know, but, but there's always going to be something. And I think that it makes it more desirable. And, you know, the men, like male leads are always so imperfectly perfect, but they are the, I 
like the idea that we're taught as children what men should be. And so I think we do go, oh my God, what a man, you know, what a man. And we're, we're in that place where it's like, I love you. So we kind of talked about how they, how Korean shows differ, but let's keep going with what the formula actually is. Now I started watching dramas because you suggested Coffee Friends to me. Yeah. And I think one of the drawing parts of it was that it was only 16 episodes and that's it. Yes. Oh, absolutely. Second season. Mm -hmm. There was no thoughts of the story. It started, it ended, and that was it. And I felt complete. It's like watching a K-drama is like reading a book. Yes. You get... Not a series. Yeah, not a series, but a standalone novel. You have a start, a middle, a finish, and that is it. That's the end. You don't have to wait for anything. Mm -hmm. And then you can be on to the next. And it becomes addictive. Like, you are, you're in that, you're like oh my gosh, and even though you may want more, more would be too much. Right. And sometimes, sometimes it is too much. Because we've watched, we've watched shows where it goes past that normal 16 episode, and yeah. we're just like, why is all this filler here? Exactly. Well, even, even shows like Boys Over Flowers, right? That was, what, 16 episodes? And I thought it could have ended in 11 or 12. Yeah. Was it 16? Let me look. Because I, I thought it could have ended... Yeah. I thought it could have ended a lot earlier than it did. Mm-hmm. I, I, I struggled to get through that. Um, you start to you start to wonder. I mean, you have shows like Korean Odyssey, which we both equally loved, but the ending was lacking. Extremely. It was, and that I feel like because it surpassed that sixteen, um, sixteen episode ceiling, we've the plot itself gets a little lost. Literally, I don't think I've ever made it through the last episode. Wait, and it's my, it's it's one of my favorite shows. <laughs> yeah, right. And Isn't it, that it, crazy? It, I mean, it's it's insane. But yeah. also another thing I really like about the Korean shows and the formula and that sort of thing is the airing schedules. I know yeah. sixteen episodes or whatever, but for for a sixteen episode show in Korea. That's about two months because two episodes air a week. Yes. This one episode a week thing, I can't go back to. Yeah, with breaks in between. Right. I can I can deal with a week break because when I first started watching K-dramas, I said, I'm never going to watch an airing show because I don't want to wait. I just want to binge. I just want to binge. Yeah. And then I went back on my word and I started watching airing shows. Yeah. But I still didn't feel deprived because i got two episodes a week yes so i feel like it was a little which is good because when you're watching western shows i mean you're gonna watch one episode a week plus you're gonna have a winter break right a summer break (laughs) and then you have a million and bajillion commercials yes yeah absolutely so you're only getting maybe 45 minutes a show whereas I can get a full hour of a K drama and feel, you know, okay. Satisfied. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Oh, and Boys Over Flowers has 25. So it was definitely too long. It was it was way too long. They could have wrapped um, it in 16 for sure. Oh yeah. Um, I know the I'm also watching the 
Thailand version of Boys Over Flowers right now, and they are oh, how is it? up this so good. I mean, this is the third adaptation I'm watching of the same story, but the plot. What's it called? It's called F Four. Oh, maybe I'll have to watch that. Let me. It's I'm on YouTube it right now. Yeah, it is. Yes, it comes on every Saturday. One, it's one episode, but they're in broken in parts. Oh, Thai shows are very different, but it's still pretty good. Oh, how but awesome! But that's another thing: the plot. The plot with K dramas are so simple. Uh huh. But it's all the other ingredients that make it so attractive. Oh, one hundred percent. Like I was saying, like with the guys, right? They are they are supposed to be what a man is supposed to be. What we're told a man is supposed to be. And I know that, you know, nobody wants to hear <laughs> what a man is supposed to be. But right. um, but I think that it, it does make it more enjoyable. Yeah. I mean, before I started watching K-dramas, I would never really see a male character in shows cry. Like yeah. it'd only be... Dawson from Dawson's Creek or something that's kind of what you see but you would never see a male character being so in touch with their vulnerability oh for sure whereas I am watching these shows and these men are crying up a storm or they like granted there's still a lot of toxic masculinity in K-dramas because of the society that they live in yeah but they also are in tune with a level of vulnerability that other characters you you don't necessarily see. Yeah. Um, but there are things that you know you're definitely going to get when you're watching a K-drama. Number one, it's not going to last forever. Right. Number two, you're going to find somebody that you relate to. Number three, you're going to have attractive leads. Like, oh, yeah. Now... Let me talk about the attractive leads thing. Everybody's style is very different. I remember before I started watching, before I watched Airs, I felt some type of way about Kim Mubin. I called him ugly. I called him a Kermit the Frog. I was never going to watch anything. And then I watched I'm sorry. I should have said (laughs) He's... He's not ugly. He's not. That was the thing. He was so... (laughs) But I thought that too. I did. I won't lie. (laughs) Yeah. And like, granted, he is not, you know, a Park So June or... He's not my type. I know for other people he is. But but he's not my type. But watching him act, he has this level of... In that character, at least. Yes. very attractive. Yeah. Like I was like, oh, I have second lead syndrome bad. Yeah. And I was okay with that. So, you know, again, level of attractiveness changes from person to person, but you know that you're going to have people who are standard, a Korean standard of beautiful. Yeah. Um, Yeah. And that draws people in. I mean, look at Squid Game. Everybody watched Squid Game, and all you can hear people talking about was who was the man slapping? In the train station. I'm yeah. like, the power of Gong Yu. 
Yeah. I mean, nobody, the people who didn't know who is, or people who, I love how everybody was like, oh my gosh, is that the guy from Train to Busan? Like, <laughs> nobody knows his name. They're just like, it's the Train to Busan guy. And here we are saying, uh, coffee prints, please. Yeah, seriously. Um, so yeah, you'll have, you'll have your attractiveness. And then on top of that, you'll also have a really good soundtrack. Yeah. Uh, the soundtrack will give you the most feelings. I agree. The song will stick with you. You will never forget what show the song came from or, you know, it is, it really does make a difference. And I think that there's so much to it. I think it's hard to break it all down because they just get it right. Even, you know, the way that I say, okay, so these shows, they step outside of reality while keeping it real. Mm -hmm. And I think like the love story is something that you can find attainable. Like it's not, they're not so far-fetched that, you know, it's something that you could never have. So it makes it like, it makes it attractive. And I think that so much of what happens in these shows is, is that it's that way. We, we know that these are situations that could actually happen to us even a little bit far-fetched. It's not so far-fetched that it might never happen. I mean, I agree. I mean, look at, look, even shows like uh, My Love from Another Star and yeah. Legend of the Blue Sea, those yeah. are about aliens and mermaids. But at the base of it, it's about a love story. It's boy meets girl. Yeah. Boy loses girl. Boy finds girl. And like, that will never get old. It's all just how you package it. Exactly. I mean, who's to say aliens and mermaids don't exist, right? So. Right. <laughs> uh, but back to the music. Uh, like you said, uh, a song can make or break, uh, can make or break uh, a show. Oh, okay. yeah, for sure. I mean, I watched Goblin and I feel like because <sighs> of drama soundtracks is the reason why I'm into K-pop these yeah. today. Because I watched Goblin, I heard Crushes Beautiful, and I was like, I need to, and the whole soundtrack itself was amazing. So I went to listen to it, and then here we go. Five years later, I'm a freaking addict. Yeah. And then you have shows like My Love from Another Star. Their song that they used in every episode was so annoying to me. But <laughs> if I hear it today, I'm like, I, I'm teleported back into those it's feelings that, yeah. I got when I watched the show. Yeah. I mean, I, I can't remember where we were the other day. Ryan and I are eating somewhere. And uh it was this, one of the songs from goblin came on and i was like oh this is from goblin and it made me want to go watch it it made me want to go yeah. relive that even though i've seen it like five times i need to stop re-watching it watch something new but uh you know it made me want to go watch it to have that feeling again because it does it sets you right back into that setting and what i love so much about K dramas is that it makes me feel like I'm there, like I'm surrounded by these people. Like mm-hmm. it's not, it's not like watching TV. Like I'm sitting there going, "Okay, how long until this is over?" Like that's <laughs> not it. Like it's like I don't want this to end. I don't want to sleep. I don't want to. I'm I'm there. I'm present. You've got me. I'm hooked. Yeah, you're staying up till four a.m. Yeah, <laughs> you're right. Like, what happened? Right. Um, even if, even rewatching it. I mean, you you rewatch a show, you always find something that you missed or oh yeah, you know. 
Um, so let me ask you, what originally drew you to K dramas? I know, I know, a sl- your origin is similar to mine, where you were re- someone recommended a show to you, and yes, we both could have just ended it right there. Yeah, what, no, I think what made you continue on with this journey? I, well, <laughs> it's funny because after I finished Coffee Prince, I looked for every Gong Yu. <laughs> show in movie and everything I could find right I I had to have more of him Mm -hmm. and because I just like oh he was amazing and then it was like well there's not really that many right so let's see if I can get that feeling somewhere else too Mm -hmm. you know and so I went on to the next show that I had heard because I did some research and I looked up you know popular shows or shows like coffee prints and um so then I went on to the next show and I loved it too and it wasn't even about the actors although you know they were great and everything but it was that feeling the whatever induces the feel good and I I don't know that it's necessarily the relationships or the whole um package yeah, or the whole package, but whatever produces that feel-good feeling, it's like, it's, it's like, like a drug, you, you know? Yeah, it's like when you're working out and you get these endorphins. Yeah, the endorphins. Then, yeah, it's, it's something in our brain that's triggering that I, honestly, I do sometimes still get with shows, like American shows that I watch. Yeah. Um, My favorite, I have like my favorite shows ever, which are like ER and things like that. And I recently rewatched a lot of those episodes and it was my connections to the characters that ignite these feelings with me. And I realized, oh, this is what I get when I'm watching K-dramas too. Even though we're not, we don't know the same language, but we're speaking the same language. If yeah, that makes sense. yeah, absolutely. And I actually, I forgot to, I totally forgot to touch on something that is a real big part of the Korean formula for me. Mm-hmm. The K-dramas are wholesome. For the yeah. most part, K-dramas are wholesome and you are not seeing a grotesque amount of sex and violence. And violence, yes. Like for okay, Squid Games, yes. Well, it was grotesque, it was violent, but it was different. It was not. It wasn't like personal person crime, like we see. Does that make right. sense? No, it 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 does, and it's actually what I wanted to talk about on how K dramas have changed since it's become more of a western novelty yes Um, yeah because they're kind of catering more to us now correct and part of me likes that because yes i can k-dramas are more accessible now yes than they were when we definitely before we started watching oh for sure i feel like when we started watching in 2017 that was kind of like the tipping point to things um especially when drama fever went away all right yeah fever um I know we started, I think about that often I do too I'm like oh this was on drama fever I yeah. could be watching drama fever right now but then things started more coming out on Netflix and I know for me I've seen a lot of changes in the way shows are oh me too being portrayed 
granted, you know, some are good and some are bad. There are shows now that are embracing the multi-season format. Yeah. I'm like, okay, that's fine. There's a lot more diversity. Yes. A lot more diversity. Um, And also, again, what I'm starting, the things that I'm liking is that characters are acting like adults. Like adults are acting like adults. Yes. They are showing actual attraction. They are talking about things that I know regular Koreans talk about. So, yes, I agree. A lot of the shows that we've watched have been very wholesome and very feel good. And I love that part of it. But I also am under the understanding that Koreans in their daily life do not act like this. Yeah, no, of course not. And And I think that's, that's, you know when we were younger tv was completely different yes than it is now western television has gotten to the point where sex sells it's everywhere violence sells it's everywhere and i think taking that break from it and watching something that was wholesome was it was nice it allows us it allows us to to appreciate the violence and sex and things like that that are in Korean shows. Yes, we're not going to see a sex scene. Will we yeah. see a shoulder? Yes. And will we love it? Yes. Yes. And but- to tell you the truth, I don't miss it. I don't miss the sex. Mm. No, I don't. Television. Because I kind of like that it's up to my imagination. Right. You can... They give you just enough to satisfy that quench. Yeah. Like, when I'm seeing... Car- For me, a lot of the time, the buildup is more... Um, it's more better than the actual payoff, and I got yeah. that when I used to read books as well. Granted, like we the used sexual to read tension, of, right? Yeah, we used to read a lot of books that had you know a lot of new adult books that were very graphic and things like that. But mm-hmm. it was that build up and that tension. Yeah, because once it happens, it's that's it. You know, it's, it's I, happened, and and like, I believe me, focus. I'm raunchy. I like raunch. Yeah. But I lose focus when a couple yeah, gets together. Me too. In a show, I'm just like, okay, I'm bored now. It's over. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's over. I mean, uh, would I absolutely love to maybe see a sex scene? Sure. But I right. don't want it in every show. I don't want right. it in every show. You don't need it in every show. I don't. Okay. No. Bringing up sex. So I, a friend of mine sent me a dm yesterday about a show that's coming a movie that's coming on netflix and it's about dominant and submissives and she was like oh june is playing a sub i'm like a substitute teacher what (laughs) she's like no a dominant and a sub i'm like no like for real and i'm just like yes they're doing it in more of a comedic not 50 shades way yes but this feels big to me because it's big. I, that's, that's pretty big. Now tell, tell us the name of this movie. Oh, <laughs> I have to find it. <laughs> but someone has someone asked me. I don't watch a lot of movies. Me neither. Yeah. Um, but the movies I do watch, um, they they tend to be a little more, you know, more graphic and things. Yeah. I mean, have you seen Parasite? Um, no, uh, the last movie I watched, I think you were actually here 
Oh, was like the, 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 the demon, sh- the demon. The, yeah. The fury. What is it? Yeah. What? The yeah. Divine Fury. Divine Fury. Yes, that yeah. was the last one I watched. Right. Now that was violent. You you get the violent. That was violent, and 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 that's yeah, because like that's not to say that you know there is no graphic stuff in Korea because there is. Oh. Yeah, I for mean, sure. So, so like in Parasite, there was a scene. I'll spoil this part. There was a scene between two characters, and he's like, "Oh, let you know," he's like fingering her. Yeah, and. You don't really see a lot, but you see like the actions and stuff. And I was like, oh, like clutching my pearls. I'm like, oh my goodness. Yeah. But you know, I also come from watching True Blood and Game of Thrones, and you're like, when you see something super graphic, I believe we're kind of desensitized. We are. And we are. So I think when we see, see it, it, yeah, coming out it, of Korea, it's different. It's like, I whoa. mean, I watched Vincenzo last year. Yes. And that didn't have a lot of sex, but that had a lot of violence. Mm-hmm. This my favorite scene in the show is towards the end where he goes on like a rampage, and I'm like, "This is hot!" And yeah, <laughs> I'm like, if you would have, if I would have watched something like that two, two, three years ago, I would be oh, shocked. But yeah. like I said, now that they're coming, they're picking up more things from Western ideologies and and trying to package it in a way to sell it to more non-koreans yeah you know oh the movie is called love and leashes love oh my gosh (laughs) oh my gosh she's a rookie dog and and he is what what do they say he is oh is he submissive oh my gosh they have a picture of him in a dog collar with a leash oh it's coming out february 11th Yes, I'm looking at this now. Oh my gosh, this is hilarious. <laughs> it's gonna be amazing. Yes. Um, but yeah, that you know, I feel like Korean filmmaking and television making are picking up things not because they want to, but more because they need to to keep relevant in this market. <laughs> I'm sorry, she has a whip in her hand. Okay. <laughs> oh my gosh this is hilarious um yeah no they do they have to keep up with the market but i think that if it goes too far then what's the point because then well we already have that here you know what i mean right don't make it so much like western television that it loses the appeal i feel like a lot of I feel like a lot of shows kind of like when we've started watching K dramas, we both tend to look for romantic comedies. I feel like romantic comedies now are not like the romantic comedies of 2017 no. or before. There aren't that many. Like there's maybe like one or two a year. Yeah. And and so I feel like I'm losing a bit. Um because they're trying to be a little more serious or a little more not romantic or more melodrama. Yeah. I mean, the the ha- the second half of 2021, all I saw was his- Korean historical dramas come out. And I know I was very anti-historical drama, but I will occasionally pick up one. And I feel like those are some of the only dramas that you're going to get where they're not catering to the western market they're very going to stay in their culture in their formula this is what it is 
Yeah, I hope, I mean, it would be nice because I think that, I don't want to say that my interest has waned because that's not true. Like I'm still, I watch religiously, but I do think that the more westernized shows become, the less interested I I become. And so, yeah. It's hard. It's hard keeping that momentum Mm -hmm. when you're, because I remember still, I can say 90% of what I watch is Korean or Chinese or Asian. Yeah. But oh yeah, me too. I will say that there is a vast difference between when we first started watching versus now. Because I went maybe two years of not watching any Western shows. Yeah, no, now, me too. Yeah, like, now I'm, oh, okay. now I am watching some. Yeah, which and you know, I will say they still suck, but <laughs> they do. I mean, there are good ones. I mean, yes. you maybe watch Never Have I Ever, and Never. I was very like, <laughs> but it again, it had, it had, for, that, it had, it had that formula. same kind of formula, and yeah. it did. I mean, yes, the guy because. Okay, let's let's really talk about male leads in Korean dramas, right? Yes. They often suck. Yes. A lot of times they are mean. Oh, they're so toxic. Yeah, very they can be very domineering. But they're so attractive and never have I ever has that too. Right. <laughs> the leads suck, but then, you know, in typical Nikki fashion, I fell for the second lead. Yeah. Yeah. Because, you know, they tend to be better. To be better, then, they do. But you still wane when you see that bad boy lead. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And I, I don't... Okay. Most times, they write themselves. They get themselves together. Yeah, you and, have, you know, you have they're your, redeemable. You always have your... If you have your bad boy male lead, you will always have the female... Um, the female... I call them kind of wonder woman yes syndrome she will save him yeah she gonna change him <laughs> he called be... that good exactly yes. <laughs> he is going to become so whipped that he He's cannot yeah yeah so let me let me actually run through this i found on the google uh it talks about the kind of ups and downs of a Korean drama from beginning to end. Oh. So it looks like a zigzag. Just <laughs> Well, I mean, that makes sense. Right. So let me start. The first step is introduction to poor female protagonist. Then we go down. Dad is run over by young CEO of a tech conglomerate. <laughs> then we go up. Protagonist swears revenge, pretends to accidentally bump at the CEO. Go down but accidentally falls in love with CEO goes on duck boat date at the Han river. We go back up CEO ex-girlfriend comes back from study abroad in the U S go mm-hmm. down oblivious protagonist and CEO go on a lovey dovey date at Lottie world, <laughs> go up CEO hits head on way home, loses all memory, <laughs> go down ex-girlfriend revealed to be ex-wife goes after CEO's fortune. We go up. And happens to meet protagonist's younger brother, the musician, to run off to Pusan. <laughs> go down. Protagonist's dad turns out to be multimillionaire, bestows protagonist with untold riches. We go up. Car accident number two. 
We go down. Injured protagonist and recovered CEO have a piggyback ride date at Seoul Tower. We go up. Protagonist has cast removed, discovers terminal cancer while in hospital, dies. We go down. CEO revealed to be alien brings protagonist back to life. <laughs> we go up. Jank Kyung Suk appears as CEO's younger brother. We go down. Ex-wife's mother suddenly introduced sinister grin. We go up. I use good day plays. End of episode one. Oh my gosh. That's so, so accurate. Right? I feel like they give you so... you eat, There is no in-between when it comes to K-dramas. You either no. get all of it or a very slow burn. Oh yeah. Yeah. And the slow burn... Okay. I used to hate the slow burn. But I'm, I'm starting to get to the point where I can deal with it. I used to would just, you know, stop a show. I can if deal it, if, if, with if it if better it's going now. too slow. Yes. Because a lot of times they do. I think the pacing is another thing to credit Korean dramas with their formulas. Because, because there's only about 12 to 16 episodes. Yeah. Your pacing needs to be so on point. Oh, for sure. But there are times when they will have a slow burn or a very moderate, decently paced show. And by episode 12, we got to rush everything in. Uh-huh. And yeah. that's when I get a little frustrated with it. Yeah. You know, because you have to think, K-dramas only have that one season usually. Yeah, so and pacing things. is important. Pacing is so important. Like, right. honestly, if they haven't gotten together by, like, episode 10, I think... Um, it can be not together, but like if they have not expressed interest, let me, right. yes. There needs to be a confession by episode 10. Yes. Now here's something in the K drama formula that I absolutely hate. It's the third act breakup. It's yeah. the, they're, they're playing their some part, you know, they're flirting in the beginning, then they get together and then yeah. they have to break up. Yeah. And, and then, then miraculously somehow, so, Right. Either they break up because of, and 95% of the time, it's because of a miscommunication. Yes, or family. Right. Family, miscommunication, both at the same time. Yeah. Or my one, the one I hate the most is one of the leads, usually the female, needs to go away and find herself. (laughs) Like, okay, let's take Coffee Prince, for example. Yeah. Why in the world? Would you have to go you study all these coffee? Things? Yeah. And the, you, for, for 14 episodes, you did all these things. You finally realized this is the man you want to be with. He is amazing. He rich. But you need to go away to be a barista. Right. I'm like, then, you went, then you went away to learn how to be a barista. Because after you are a barista already, you went away to learn how to be a barista to come back. And be a barista. Barista. I'm just. I'm like. I would have honestly. I would have stayed in Korea. Let this rich man take care of me. Fuck him on a daily. I love every barista in the world. I love coffee more than anything. But I'm really curious. Do people go around the world to study baristaing? I think so. Is that a thing? Like a thing. I'm gonna. It was the first time I had ever heard of it. Maybe Dexter wants to be a barista. I need a good <laughs> cup of coffee. <laughs> I oh mean, my gosh. maybe, maybe, maybe we're doing this wrong. Maybe we need to go. I just don't think you make enough money to go study abroad. 
to be a barista. I mean, I'm not saying they're broke, but I mean, no, grandma, grandma, grandma sent her away, and but still, I'm just like, y'all just got together after everything. Literally, what's the point? See, that's that's why I hate the third act <laughs> breakup because 95 percent of the time it makes no sense. It doesn't. It, it makes zero sense, and it's oh, it can be so frustrating and i understand that everybody needs their space and everybody needs to find out who they are but i mean you can't do that while you're with somebody i don't know i struggle with that i do too i i find it i find it it's a it's a device yeah oh 100 no longer that it it makes no sense yeah um but like, again, I, I had that with Goblin too, you know, when he died in Goblin yeah. and it was like, but they just, oh no, when she died, not when right. he died, she, when she, she died, died and then she was reborn. I a loved kid. Goblin when I first watched it, but again. now that I like, now that I'm older, mm-hmm. you realize there are problems, there are flaws to this there are flaws like okay so they finally get married they finally have their happy ending and then she dies and she comes back to find him as a child yep so he has to relive it yep it just makes it it it, goblin's biggest flaw was age age (laughs) age was the problem Um, yeah but Okay, so there are, those are the things we don't like about the formula. <laughs> but then at the same time, even though we find problems with it, we still like it. Love it. Like I would I would sit here and rewatch Goblin right now. <laughs> I just, right? you know, like I mean, yeah, it's I don't know. I just don't get the same feeling from western shows. It's been a long time. Like I have ones that I love, like Never Have I Ever, you know? I mean, right. I have ones that I really love, but I don't get the same feelings and I do come back to K-dramas over and over. not just K-dramas, but C-dramas and, you know, yeah. J-dramas. Um, and I mean, I get that. It's just a different feeling. For me, I feel like both can kind of borrow and help each other in a sense. Yes. I feel that if more Western shows had a more in touch with emotions and actually being relatable to the viewer and not necessarily making characters that people hate just because i think that if we weren't so obsessed with money yeah western television would be better but i mean we are such a greedy society that everything has to be grand everything has mm-hmm. to be a show everything so right. we're we're not simple we're not simple enough right we're no longer telling stories and i feel like mm-hmm. that's what well whereas korean dramas are now being a little i don't want to say gaudy but being yeah. more robust with their budgets and things like that and showcasing you know more extravagant things like cgis and stuff like that yeah that's what i feel like they're borrowing more from the western side but if you look at shows like hospital playlists which was netflix season one and two huge shows but they were really just about 
a group of friends in their 40s that are doctors like that's all they were yeah it wasn't it wasn't you know yes there were like little dramas of things like you know little side romances unrequited love and all yeah. the other stuff but that's still based like there was no oh like if you look at like Grey's Anatomy or ER there was no shooter coming into the hospital and blowing up stuff. Right. there was none of that extravagant things yes I mean those are the things that kind of draw me to medical shows of the U- of US I love mm-hmm. the dramatic things but I also like the the ease of just people interacting with each other and seeing true chemistry oh, I feel sure. like a lot of western shows they, they don't have chemistry no they don't um, it feels like I'm watching actors act Whereas with K dramas and it sometimes dramas, it feels very natural. That's yeah. where I'm like, oh, you need to watch our beloved summer because talk about chemistry. I think and the, I'm going to start that. Yeah. And the leads in it, they were also in a movie together called The Witch Submerge Submersion Part One, where it's kind of like an X-Men thing. They were not romantic leads in that, but they were they had a great chemistry in that movie as well. So I would watch I would watch The Witch first and then watch Our Beloved Summer. The Witch. The, like why it. does that sound so familiar, The Witch? It's on it's on Netflix. Did and I... that's another thing. Netflix. Netflix has such a corner on K dramas now. Yeah. I oh, think big time. I mean like, I'd still get judgy about people who only watch Netflix dramas because I'm just like, eh, you noob. It's so convenient. Why am I not seeing The Witch? I'll send you a link. Oh, hold on. No, I get it. I have a typo. <laughs> That's funny. The Witch. Oh. Oh, it's the guy um, from Fight My Way. Yes, 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 yeah. yes, 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 yes. He's um Park So June's best friend, blah blah blah. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. He is good. But um no, I think as a wrap-up, I guess what I want to say is that I know I'm being force fed a formula. Uh, yeah, absolutely. But I'm happy with it. It makes me happy. I love it. I do not regret it. It it makes me happy. And I think that that, you know, especially now in this time, this COVID time where things have changed and people have changed, I think it's good to hold on to those little things that make us happy. I think we all need that. And if this is what it is, hey, you know, right. who's, who's to judge? At least it's something that is wholesome and, and we're not picking up those bad habits. I'd rather this than that. So... Right. I, think, I mean, yeah. there's no, there's no greater feeling than sitting at home binge watching a show. Seriously. <laughs> there really isn't. Pedro I mean, fall in love with love. Yeah. yeah. Um, I I think that's I think that's really what it is. It makes yeah. you want to fall in love with love. Yeah. Absolutely. And, like and with you men. Can feel, you can feel that love. <laughs> that's the truth. Oh, wait. Okay, wait. I totally forgot the biggest formula ingredient that we totally glazed over. Love triangles. Oh my gosh, yes. (laughs) 
Well, okay, because who doesn't want to be wanted by everyone? Right, okay, that's like the biggest thing. Like, oh my goodness, how did I get love triangle? I didn't think about it either. Yes, and it's true. Because like every they're show, everywhere. Every show, it doesn't matter. Love triangles and unrequited love. Yeah. I've, that's some, I think that's what Western shows are missing. Uh-huh. Not, I mean, they're missing that, those crushes. Yeah. Because nobody yeah. crushes anymore. Everybody just sex. Everybody just has sex. That's, um, that's it. Well, yeah, and they get together so fast. Right. Like, there are, there's no buildup. There's nothing. It's just like, we're here. We're together. Let's and have then, sex. And then, as you watch K-dramas and C-dramas and all those dramas, you just, you just grow to have a love-hate relationship with love triangles. You uh-huh. hate them, but you still love them. You, you know? still love them. You still need them. You need, yeah, they're yeah. just like, they're like water. I hate water, but <laughs> you need it to But it's live. a necessity. It is. It's, it makes up 90 or 80% of your body. So that is and the, what. the best part is when the person you want to win wins. For me, the they rarely do, but then again, I, know, I, I end know. up just loving all of it and I just want everybody to be a harem. Yeah. I just want everybody. I I can be okay with a love triangle if my second lead is happy at the yeah. end. Granted, you know, that's sometimes not always not, the case, unfortunately. But as long as he or she gets a happy ending, I'm okay with it. Yeah. I think that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. I, that's all we're here for. We're just here for happy endings. That's what I need. The happy ending. I'm going to go watch <laughs> something really feel good now. <laughs> right? I need I need a glass of feel good to wash down this feel good. Yeah. Uh, just, well, yeah. thank you for yeah. joining me in this ride and discussion on formulas. Absolutely. And, uh, Let's get together soon and, and do this again. Oh, for sure. For sure. I will come up with something or maybe one of our listeners can reach out um, and suggest what we talk about next. Yeah, that'd be awesome. Right. So if you do want to hit us up and give us your opinion, make sure you hit that subscribe button or rate us five stars if you're listening on Apple Podcasts. But if you enjoyed listening to us, Thank you. Come back again. I will yes. have more of these. We'll see you next time. Right. Um, but make sure you give us a follow at Connected um, on blah, 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 blah. <laughs> <laughs> If you want to see more, you can follow us on our socials at K-O-N-N-E-C-T-E-D. No, that's not right. Words are hard. <laughs> now, if you want to follow us on our socials, we have Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and even a TikTok. You can find us at Connected ENT. That's K O N N E C T D E N T. Words are great now. Yes. <laughs> but, um, you worded. You did good. I worded good. <laughs> um, we also have a Discord. You can find that on our Twitter if you want to talk to us about anything really. K-pop, K-dramas, K-food. We like food. K-things. Um, K- K- all the K-things. All the K-things. Speaking of, I had a corn dog yesterday. It was great. But the, Oh, a Korean corn dog. A Korean corn dog. It was, oh. it was 
Was it good? So good. Oh, so good. It had moths and sugar. It was it was just like me, a little savory, a little sweet, all chunky. (laughs) 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 But but if you want to hear more things like right? If you want to hear more things like that, uh just come back. Yes. We will embrace you. So until next time, Anyong. (laughs) 